You're listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church. How's everybody doing? Well, I have to say a couple things. One, the worship set me up really, really good. So I got to give a shout out to Sarah and uh, Stephen because... It was reminding me of my sermon, of of my life, and man, Jesus is good. You're the avalanche that falls upon us in the end. Are you kidding me? Like, yes. Oh, anyways, and also, I've been loving the kids doing the little announcements. I just, we have some adorable, wonderful, intelligent children that go to church here. Your children. Um, Well... I'm Shelly Venable. He told you, he gave you my, um, my intro. And um, Robin asked me to speak last Sunday at church. Did not see it really coming. He put me on the spot. And as soon as he walked up to me, he said, you preaching next Sunday? And I said, Bleh. like, I was like, uh, I looked at Douglas and I said, what am I going to preach? <laughs> what would I preach about? And uh, he's like, I don't know, that's, that's you. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was in worship and my brain was just, you know, going 100 miles an hour. And I remembered that during the week, the week, you know, the week leading up to uh, the Sunday he asked me to preach, the sentence, Thanksgiving is our dialect, just dropped into my mind out of nowhere. And where that sentence comes from is Ephesians 5. And I'm not really preaching that, that, um, that scripture verse, but um, it's a beautiful verse. And uh, it's from the message translation. And, and Paul is talking to the, the church at Thessalonica, I think. I'm not a Bible scholar. But um, anyways, he's given them this encouragement, and he's, uh, he told them, Thanksgiving is our dialect. So if you think about dialect, well, first of all, thanks, I had to look up what Thanksgiving actually means because it's not the holiday, right? <laughs> Us Americans are like, Thanksgiving, turkey and uh, mashed potatoes, um, which I love. I love Thanksgiving. But um, Thanksgiving actually means... Thanksgiving specifically means the expression of gratitude, especially to God. And dialect is a particular form of language which is peculiar to a specific region or social group. So, I mean, think about it. In the South, a Southern accent in North Carolina, right, sounds different than a Southern accent in Mississippi, right? I used to live in the Netherlands, and even in the Netherlands, which is this tiniest little country, a Dutch accent in Amsterdam sounds different than a Dutch accent in the south of Holland. So, if you think about it, what if we were somewhere and someone said, you know, you sound like one of those QCC people. Wouldn't that be cool if we were known for our Thanksgiving, for our dialect of Thanksgiving? 
Wouldn't that be awesome? Anyways, I am going to talk about a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And I'm going to tell you a story or two about my life and how this comes into play. And uh, I'm going to try to persuade you to live a life of thanksgiving. So let's get started. I need a sip of water, though. So the verse that I am going to, to talk about today, I want you to look up that thing, that other Thanksgiving verse, though. Ephesians, if you're like a Bible, like you like to read the Bible or something, Ephesians 5, 1 through 4 in the message translation is excellent. Um, but the scripture I am going to read today is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And I really love the message translation, but I also love the passion translation. And... Um, so I'm going to read both. Which one's up? I guess no one's up there. So I'm going to read the Passion Translation first. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. And the Message Translation, which is just as good... Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to belong, you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. So the challenge is, I mean, it's easy to give thanks when uh, the sky is blue, your bank account is full, you're happy with your spouse, you're happy with your kids. It's real easy to be thankful in those situations, right? I mean, that's that's pretty, like, I think most Christians can be thankful even in the, like, in just a day-to-day life. But it's the thanksgiving in all things, everything. That's kind of, hmm, I don't know about everything, right? That's what you're thinking in your head. You're like, I like that verse. It's really good. But everything, I don't know about that. That's the hard part, right? Well, Jesus set the example of the power of thanksgiving when he gave thanks for what he had, even though it seemed to everyone else like it was not enough. When he fed the 5,000, Jesus did this multiple times in the New Testament, but in his life, but in this, in that particular situation, right, you know, he's talking to this, and this crowd comes up. That wasn't necessarily planned. They just gathered around, and then the disciples are like, what are we going to do, man? You know, like, it would take a year's wages to buy bread for these people. And Jesus is like, you know, what do we got? <laughs> Five loaves and two fishes. And he's like, everybody's like looking at that like, what? Jesus embraced his not enough. He gave thanks, and there was more than enough. There was actually bread and fish left over. 
Like Jesus could have been like, okay, I know exactly how many people are here and I'm going to feed exactly that amount of people. But there was more than enough left over. Can you believe that for your own life? You look at you're not enough. And most of the time you're like, man, that's not enough. (laughs) How am I going to make this enough, right? And you just worry yourself sick about it and you feel like, you know, terrible. But Jesus embraced his not enough. He gave thanks and there was more than enough, way more than enough. Because Thanksgiving creates abundance. Thanksgiving creates abundance. So Jesus gave thanks like this multiple times, like I, I mentioned in the in previously. Specific ones that I can call to memory that I, I know generalities about. He gave thanks right before he raised Lazarus from the dead. Dead body. Okay, Father, we thank you. And Lazarus, come forth. Alive. Jesus gave thanks like this on his last Passover, the day before he was crucified with his disciples. He took the bread. He gave thanks. Broke the bread. In that particular circumstance, Jesus is the bread, right? Like the symbol of bread. He was broken. And the Bible says, I love this scripture verse. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy set before him. He gave thanks. The reality is the kingdom of God increases in our lives when we are able to give thanks at the beginning of the process. When we only see a little lunch, when we see the dead body, when we see the cross, Jesus. when we only see a little lunch worth of a breakthrough. Most of us are accustomed to giving thanks after the breakthrough. Yeah, you know, it's like, God, you really came through for me. I appreciate you. I love you. I praise you. You're the best. You're the greatest. Which he is, but he's the greatest even before, right? So we're accustomed to giving thanks after the breakthrough, which is appropriate. But notice that Jesus gave thanks before the breakthrough. Thanksgiving is the only thing that God asks to be done in everything and always because he knows what precedes the miracle. Imagine if you started every single day with that Thanksgiving Thanksgiving offering and heart to God, what would your life turn out like? What would happen 
if you started every day with thanksgiving, when you, if you started every every opportunity you know where you need a breakthrough, you started it with thanksgiving first. And I'm not telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not perfect at this. You know, when you're gathering your sermon together, you could be like, oh yeah, there's that one situation that I'm not so good about this with. And, but you know what? I have a situation right now that God has like brought to my attention where I've been complaining. I've complained about this is not my fault. Like it's their fault. It's, you know, and like God is really, I'm going to, I'm hoping, I know, I know there's going to be a testimony of God's miracle because I'm going to switch, I'm going to switch that complaining to Thanksgiving and I'm going to let you know how that works out. But so, you know, I said for the joy set before him, he, he endured the cross, right? Joy is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. I'm going to say that again because that's good. Who needs joy? Me. Who needs joy? I need joy every day. Joy is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. You are alive. (laughs) Done. You're alive. You're breathing. You exist. Anyways, I'm going to tell you a good story. Who likes a story? This is a good story. Some of y'all know this story, but you know, you just got to listen to it again. Um, so Robin mentioned, you know, I'm a, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in graphic design and, um, I chose one of the most expensive schools to go to, to get that degree, which was very wise of my 20 something year old self, but you know, it is what it is. So I chose the, one of the most expensive schools to go to. And like many, accrued a large sum of student loans. <sighs> student loans. Yeah. So I was not, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I was single for a long time. I just, I'm a newlywed. I just got married. I'm 41 years old. So there was a lot of time where it was a single person, a single salary supporting myself and my student loans. So I had a job in my, I graduated from school. I had a job in my field and I also had to bartend. Well, yeah, I had to bartend on the side to make, make sure that I could pay my bills. So I did that for a long time. And I don't know if anybody has worked two jobs, but it's a lot of work. (laughs) It's tiring. It's tiring. So, um, yeah, I worked two jobs for a long time and I came to the point where I really felt like I needed to drop the bartending job. And I had, I was doing freelance, I had a job, but a pay, you know, like a, a, a salary job, but I also did freelance graphic design on the side. And so I just thought, okay, I could drop, I could probably drop the bartending and just do freelance, you know, do freelance and make up the difference for my bills. So that was a huge leap of faith for me. 
I was very comfortable with my two jobs, very comfortable knowing that I was going to make a certain amount of money every month, you know? And so taking that leap to do freelance work, that was a leap, right? And so I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I can do this. So I quit my job in September. And so in October, um, I, you know, student loans were in the back of my mind a lot. Like, that's a large bill, a mortgage payment, if you will, in the back of my head at all times. And I remember I was listening to Robin McMillan preach. It, you might know him. But um, he was preaching about, he said, uh, you know, that thing that you're worrying about, you, you need to cast it on the Lord. Because, I mean, the Bible says, right? Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there for the, for he always tenderly cares for you or cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Right? So he said, cast those, cast that thing that you're worried about on the Lord. And the next time you start worrying about it, thank the Lord for handling it. The next time you're worrying yourself sick about whatever it is, say, you know what? Thank you, Lord, that you are handling this for me. Thank you, Lord, that you are working this out for me. You are working out. You are working all things for my good. I know you are. Thank you, Lord. I love you. Thank you for looking out for me. So I was like, "Woo! I love that. I think he had people stand up and we like threw it up there and, and I was like, I love this. So, well, in the months to come, my freelance work was steady coming on in. I was like, thank you, Lord. You are, you're taking care of me. I thought that's how he was going to take care of me, right? And I was like, this is awesome. You know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The money comes in, coming in October, November, December, in January. There was no freelance work. Not a one job, not a one little $50, bing, nothing. And uh, the month was getting towards the end of the month. And, uh, you know, I'd find myself just worrying myself. I'm like, what am I going to have to do? What am I going to have to do? And I'd be like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're, gonna, you're handling this. Thank you, Lord. You're going to give me a strategy. You're going to bring in jobs. Thank you. Um, nothing happened. So... There's this, there was a couple, there's a couple in my life who are like surrogate grandparents to me. I met them being a bartender at the job that I quit. It's a little grandma, grandpa couple who would come in and sit at my bar on a Tuesday night and eat their cheeseburger. And, you know, they just were the most precious, are the most precious couple. And they just loved me. They didn't have grandchildren. So they kind of took me on. My grandparents didn't live here at the time. So I just, we just had this adoration towards each other. And so they'd take me out from our birthday or they'd come, they came to my college graduation. And, and so they were, sell, it was the end of January and they were selling their family home that had been in their family for 50, 60 plus years, a long time. And they were moving up to their lake house, Lake Norman. And uh, 
they said, hey, they called me up and they said, hey, Shell, you want to, um, you want to go out to dinner tonight and we'll just commemorate, you know, the house and it's our last night in the house and you can just come over and see it one last time. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. So we go out to dinner and they lived in South, they lived in South Park. And so we went out to dinner in South Park and we went back to the house and usually at that time I would go home. Well, Tom, who is the grandpa figure here, said, hey, Shell, you want to come inside? Just, you know, let's have a nightcap. One, one last night in the house. One cheer, one last cheers to the house. And I said, yeah, let's go. You know, so I went inside and we went and sat in their little den in the back of their house. And his wife was there and we all were sitting in there and just talking. And Tom goes, hey, Shell, you know, if you ever needed any money, you could ask us. Now, granted, we had never spoke about money, never. We had never discussed bills. We had never discussed the anxiety that I was feeling about student loans. I mean, they knew I, he knew I had student loans, but we never discussed money. That was never a part of our relationship. And I meant it. I, I wanted it to be that way. I am very independent. I don't even ask my parents. I've never even in my grown life asked my parents for money. So he said, you know, Shell, if you ever needed any money, you could let us know. You could just ask us. And I was like, what? is happening and he goes like like for instance like he started throwing around figures and stuff and I'm just like I'm like in the biggest like like I'm just stunned I mean imagine if this was happening to you what would you be doing that's what I was doing and he goes like for like for instance like how much are your student loans I kid you not I am not loving this in any way, or I'm making this grander than it is. This really happened to me. Just like, like, what are your student, how much are your student loans? And I said, I don't know, $100,000? And he goes, you tell me who to write the check to. I am not kidding you. And it, it wasn't even $100,000. It's more like $135,000. He wrote the check to me, my name. I deposited that money in my bank account. And on Valentine's Day, seven years ago, I paid Sally Mae and whoever else their names are $135,000. And yeah, and I'm, yeah, praise the Lord. I mean, sometimes it hits, I mean, that was seven years ago, and sometimes it hits me, and I'm just like, that happened to me. Um, but you know what happened? Tom, I, of course, I started to cr crying. I mean, who wouldn't? Like, hello, it's like hitting the lottery. Uh, he comes over to me. He sees, you know, obviously sees I'm crying. He comes over to me, he puts his hands, takes my, takes my face in his hands, and he goes, Shell? We love you. We care about you. We want you to have a good life. Let us do this for you. 
I mean, I was just like a puddle on the floor. I mean, I remember driving home that night thinking, like, I felt like a kid on Christmas morning, like, what is possible? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. $100,000 is literally nothing to God. Nothing. In, in that moment, it was like God was just like 20 bucks. You know, how we think of 20 bucks is like how God thinks $100,000. So I know you're thinking, well, that happened to you. That's, you know, I'm not, I'm special. I know that I'm special, right? But I'm not any different than you are, you know? So can you thank them before the breakthrough? And if you couldn't before, will that story maybe maybe make you consider doing it? That's not even my only $100,000 story. I got more. Recently, my husband got a $143,000 medical bill in the mail. That's shocking, right? We have insurance. He has insurance. He had a life-saving surgery. Praise the Lord for medicine and doctors and surgeons. We love them. We are thankful for them. We love insurance. Thank you, God, for insurance, right? We get a bill in the mail for $143,000 after he had a life-saving surgery. And we were like, (laughs) what? And uh, I had to put this into practice because immediately you're like, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? I mean, we, I mean, who can afford a $143,000 doctor bill, you know? So I, you know, in, in that moment, I started freaking out and I was like, you know what, Jesus, thank you. We give this to you, Jesus. We give this doctor bill to you. And we thank you that you are going, I'm not... When I say I'm thanking God, that just, I don't immediately think that God is going to send me a check for that amount of money. Maybe he's going to give you a strategy or, or a, a possibility to make that money or to have favor with the, with the hospital. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that this bill can be paid, right? It's not just, it doesn't have to come in the form of a check. But in that instance, it was like, okay, so... We, he, Douglas, he's like, I'll talk to my insurance, whatever. We talked to the insurance and, and they were like, oh no, this is, this, we will handle this. We will handle this. So obviously, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. I knew you would help us. So they came back and they're like, it's totally fine. Well, then a year later, we got a collections notice for $143,000. And we're like, what? We, uh, the insurance that this was handled. What is going on? So uh, another instance for us to be like, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. And Douglas, again, took it to his insurance. And they're like, we will hire a lawyer. We will handle this. CMC Hospital's already been paid. They're trying to, you know, it's fraudulent, whatever. Anyways, needless to say, I, you know, I have to practice this all the time. It's not just something that I, okay, I got my student loans paid off and it's fine. And and life just keeps happening right? So 
Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request, request, request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There's something to that, casting that anxiety on the Lord and thanking him for handling it. Thank you, Lord, for handling it. Because God knows that there's a breakthrough on the other side of Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, one, honors God, right? Number two, Thanksgiving helps us see that all we have comes from God. Everything we have. Everything. It's not your good looks. It's not your abilities. Now, that comes into play, but your job is from God. The paycheck you get, even though you work for it, it's from God. Your spouse, God gave you that spouse, right? God gave you those children. God gave you that house. It's all from God. God gave you this life. God helps, Thanksgiving helps create peace and contentment. This is a good one. This is a good one. In the age of Instagram, man, it's easy to be like, my life don't look that good. They get to go on really nice vacations, you know, and you're just over there whining about how you don't have a new coffee table. I mean, I'm just being real. Well, Thanksgiving helps create contentment. Look at all the awesome stuff I have. Whenever I start feeling that way, I, you know what? I go in my house and I'm like, I like my house. I like it. This is awesome. I like my kitchen. I like my this. You know, like, you know, I go in there. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for this house. Thank you. Thank you that I can pay my mortgage. You know, and it turns your mind around. It does something in your brain. It kind of rewires your brain when you do that. Because, like, how does it feel when you feel, I mean, sometimes it's fun to complain. (laughs) You know, right? You're just like, it's like feels good. It's like very kind of like self-satisfying. Like, but, like, it doesn't really, like, if you really think about it, it doesn't feel good in your body. It makes you feel like icky, you know, like you're like, Ugh. but when you say, man, I'm really thankful for my house. How does that feel? Sort of make you feel like we're, you're going over a bump. Like when you're going really fast in the car over a bump, it sort of makes you feel like that. Like that's what it makes me feel like when I'm thankful. It makes me like, oh, man, it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel excited. Y'all like that? Y'all getting the joy? Break it out. I love it. Thanksgiving increases our faith in God. Because when we remember 
what he's done for us in the past. Like, so maybe you're like in a bad, like in a, in a really situation right this second. It's like, if you're thankful about what he's done for you in the past, we all have stuff that God has done for us in the past, even if it's just, he saved us, you know, that's everything, right? That's everything. That's basically all you need. Um, but when we are thankful to God, we remember what he has done for us in the past. And this helps us to trust him for the future. It's like, okay, well, you know, you don't work out that one thing. You don't work out that. Okay, maybe I can, maybe I can trust you on this one too. You know? Thanksgiving helps us see that there is more than enough. Because when you start, when you start, when you stop and you start thinking about all the things that you do have, it's like our brain really wants to focus on that one thing we don't have. And all the energy that we put into that one thing that we don't have, we're just like, there's all this millions of other things behind us. But we're just like, that one thing, ugh, I'm just focused on that one thing I don't have. I need that one thing. I don't have anything. You know what I mean? It's like you're focused on that one thing and you're like, I don't have anything. And it's just like, God's like, bro, you not see all this stuff back here? Salvation? Your life? Your breath? God's grace enables us to give thanks in spite of our circumstances. Because in every situation, God, with all of his attributes, in the full glory of his nature, is ministering his all-sufficient grace to us. In response, we love him and give thanks from a grateful heart. And the more we experience all that God is, his sufficiency, his provision for us, the more our love for him grows the more giving thanks becomes a natural part of our expression back to him. The thing is, is Thanksgiving, it's sort of like working out or reading the Bible or blessing your enemies. Y'all need to be listening to Robin's messages if you missed them. Bless your enemies is a really good one. Being seated, we're already seated in heavenly places. So good, but... When, when you start, studies show that when you start to be intentionally grateful, it's like at first it, it doesn't like show like this big change in your life, but it's like something that over time it accumulates and accumulates and accumulates until just spontaneous something crappy happens and you're like, this is awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that this is really crappy situation. You know? Thank you. I, you know what I'm thankful for, God? I'm thankful for this situation that I don't know how to deal with because you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get stronger from this. I'm going to, I'm going to get wiser from this. I'm going to get tougher from this situation. Maybe I'm going to come up Maybe because things didn't go my way, I'm going to invent something that never existed before. If everything is all smooth and fine and good, how strong are you going to get? How resilient are you going to get? And listen, not to keep bringing up my husband, and this is his story, but my husband has a genetic heart condition. That's something we have to deal with every single day. 
that's something that I haven't fully, completely gotten on the Thanksgiving train with at all times. I've gotten a lot better. But you, we can sit and be like, oh, my life is not perfect. When there's millions of other things that are so awesome in our life, it's one thing that we've had to deal with. That's really difficult. But you know what? We're a team. And with us and God, we're unstoppable. We can figure it out. Thank you, Jesus, for the medicine. I mean, Douglas takes an awesome... We live in 2021 where Douglas can get an awesome medication that helps him live an awesome life. And there's other medications in the work that might, will heal his heart. Isn't that amazing? So you see how you go from being like, oh, my husband has a heart condition, to, oh my God, it's so awesome that we live two minutes from the hospital, the awesomest hospital in Charlotte, with the awesomest heart doctors in, in, in the state. You know what I mean? It's like switching your brain. He's alive. He is alive. Praise the Lord. I can thank the Lord for that. So, yeah, so you can't, so you're thinking in the back of me, well, you don't have to deal with this. You don't have to deal with this. Name one thing, I gotcha. I got something. <laughs> so, so if that doesn't appeal to you, all everything that I've said so far, how am I doing on time? Is it time to go? I'll wrap it up. Okay. So there, you know, there there are health benefits to being grateful. Okay. So for all the real analytical people. This one's for you. The benefits of practicing gratitude are nearly endless. This is science. Believe the science. (laughs) Studies have shown that habitually grateful individuals experience more positive emotions, are more satisfied with life, and experience fewer negative emotions, including depression, anxiety, and envy. I'll sign up for that. They feel, hold on, they feel more alive. They sleep better. They sleep better. Who doesn't need to sleep better? Express more compassion and kindness and even have stronger immune systems. Gratitude has the capacity to increase important neurochemicals. When thinking shifts from negative to positive, there's a surging of feel-good chemicals such as dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. These all contribute to the feelings of closeness, connection, and happiness that come from gratitude. Okay. You, like, still on the fence? About it? No. So how this is, how this is played out in my life is... So, you know, seven years ago, I was doing gratitude before. I was doing a daily gratitude before the student loan got paid off. But I started the practice of of every day. You know, you hear all these gurus and self-help people talk about a gratitude list, right? And you're just like, wah, wah, you know. That's silly. You know, that can't help me. It does. It helps you. It helps you. And I would encourage each and every one of you to do this. It's not too girly, Okay. Get a journal, get a notebook, 
Pop open your phone, open notes every single day. Take five minutes, five minutes while you're drinking your coffee. Make a list. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, your life will get better. Because your mind will change. Because the circumstances are kind of just neutral, right? My husband got a doctor bill. That's really a lot of money. Well, a lot of money to you and me are two different things, right? To a millionaire, getting a $140,000 bill in the mail is not a lot, but to me it is. Circumstances are kind of neutral. Our thoughts about it can be negative or positive. So if our thought is that it's negative, it's going to produce a negative emotion and usually a negative result. If you switch your brain to, you know what, thank you, God, for this um, this challenge that I'm going through at work. You know, I thought we were going to hit our goals this year, but you know what? Things haven't been as easy this year. But you know what? I know. I'm thankful. You're going to give me really good ideas. And even if you don't give me good ideas, I'm going to be thankful that I have a job. I'm going to be thankful that I have these coworkers that I really love coming to work with every day. You know, that, it changes in your insides, that feeling. And so then it changes your actions, right? If I come into work every day, like, it's their fault. It's their fault we're not making our goals. I can't believe this. What is my actions going to be like? Defeated. I might haphazardly work on the work. If I came in every day like, I'm excited. I'm going to figure this out today. I'm going to figure out something. I'm going to figure out the idea. What's the idea? God, give me the wisdom to know what to do. Let's rally the troops. Get everybody excited. Well, then you go in and you, you might actually figure it out. Right? If you do it based on, even if you just do it based on, it feels better. It feels better. Because it does. What if we, what if by starting every day with a thankful heart, it prepared the way for God to massively move in your life? Day and night. Night and day, let incense rise. The incense, thanks, the thanksgiving offering of your life. It's burning. Let that incense rise day and night. And what will happen to your life? I think something awesome. That's what I got. Oh, that was so good. Thank you. Thank you, Shelley. One of the verses she mentioned was <clears throat> in Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 
let your requests be made known to God. And one of the ideas I got a number of years ago was that when you give something to the Lord, it's, it's not always easy, is it? Because the thought of it will come back. But if you made a choice to give it and the thought comes back, sometimes it's your own mind. Sometimes it's the enemy just trying to mess with you. Thanksgiving is the wall of protection between you and what you gave to the Lord. And so when it comes back, you say, wait, 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 wait. I gave that to to you, Lord, and I thank you that what I gave you, you will do something with. And I just received to take that burden back again. And, you know, I thought about this when Shelly was saying, you know, we're thankful for what's not enough. How many of you have felt like you're not enough? How many of you felt like, let me say it this way. How many of you have felt like you're not enough? I wonder if we could thank the Lord that we're recognizing we're not enough. And actually we're complete, but we're not complete in ourselves. We're complete in him. And so moving in him is a thanksgiving process. We're thankful. How many of you, let's, Father, we're not enough. And we're so grateful that we're not enough this morning. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's awesome. We're so grateful we're not enough because it connects us to you who's more than enough. So thank you, Lord, for the lives we have, for the people we are, the people I, person I am, each one here, and release to us, Lord your abundance and your goodness, right in the face of every single difficulty. We just look it dead in the eye and we say, thank you, Jesus. You're good and we love you and we trust you. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church.